get a little pre-roll with the hiccuping. Well, if you hiccup, probably, and then if you swear... It's probably going to go on forever. I'm going to edit in the hiccups over your swears. Oh, that's a good idea. So it'll be like... I'm going to push you up against the wall. <laughs> 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 Okay. You're listening to The Off-Five, a podcast about The Office. You sure are. This is the one where we go through each of the episodes, and I don't think any other podcast currently, nor formerly, has ever done such a thing. Oh, really? What do they do? I don't know. They probably just talk about... Well, I mean, other than that's what she said with yeah. her friend, Matt Summer. The original. And, and then, like, the handful of podcasts that are more successful than ours. but anyway what we do is we talk about the office we go through the episodes and we talk about them in the different segments we have the other podcasts don't have that well they do but probably not the same ones yeah hopefully not because i would be copying yeah i don't listen to them because i don't want to copy them it's a vicious cycle yeah exactly like nipple chafing exactly then you'll end up with just cotton balls taped on there that's what be the whole podcast at that point yeah Anyway, this is episode nine of season three, the convict or reformed convict. Reformed convict. Wait, was was it reformed convict? Reformed convict or criminal. criminal. Right. Not a criminal. So this is not called the criminal. It's called the reformed convict. And it came out on November 30th, 2006. We're almost wrapping up 2006. Almost time for the holiday episodes. That's right. Next week. And this one took a little break because it's been two weeks since the previous episode, both for The Office and for The Off Five. Yeah. And I think for The Office, maybe it was because of Thanksgiving? For The Off Five, it was just because of Easter. (laughs) Yeah. We had to celebrate the day the Lord had risen. Yeah. We keep that day holy and don't work on it. (laughs) Or podcast. Because I think one of the commandments was don't podcast at all. On the one week prior and one week after the holy day that's a common misconception actually god was totally against podcasting yeah in all its forms (laughs) he's just a free-to-air public radio type guy (laughs) Uh, uh, anyway (laughs) the first segment is called wikipedia is the best thing ever where i read the description of the episode okay (laughs) in this episode michael discovers oh you know what this is a longer description so what I did is I cut out all the last names and actor names. Okay. Because I don't usually read them anyway, but what happens is I stumble while I mentally delete them, and now I, I don't have to because I physically deleted them. Perfect. In this episode, Michael discovers that an employee named Martin Nash, who came with... I had to read his last name. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I deleted it and I put it back in. Okay. In this episode, Michael discovers that an employee named Martin, who came with the branch's recent merger, was previously in prison. Michael becomes frustrated when Martin's stories of prison sound better than working in the office. Meanwhile, Jim plays a prank on Pam by giving incorrect information to Andy on how to impress her. It's funny that you say that because, um, well, it's not funny that you say that because you do it every (laughs) week, but where do you get your information? Because I was trying to read off of Wikipedia. This is my first time actually having my laptop. Usually I handwrite my notes. Uh Uh-huh. A little peek behind the scenes. Um, Yeah, and I was just trying to read along, but it didn't work out. 
Do you got this from Wikipedia? Yeah, Wiki in Wikipedia. You used to write yours in a booklet, right? Yeah. Do you still have that book? Yeah. Maybe we could uh, auction it off. <laughs> Do a big contest. You know, Addie's handwritten notes from the ones where she didn't forget the book. Yeah, and also, like, a lot of them don't make any sense. Sometimes I'm, I don't know even what I wrote myself, so. Oh. <laughs> it makes it interesting. We'll see how typing goes. Anyway, I did like the, um, the office uh, episode description, so thank you. You're welcome. Okay, what do we do next? Great Scott. Production and trivia. Heck yes. This episode was written by um, Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. That's right. They're the creators of the original British series of the same name, The Office. Apparently, they were the British version. Yeah. Apparently, they were a little reluctant to do this episode. But eventually, they came around and wrote this episode and then were reluctant to ever do another episode. So, this is your last chance, your first and last chance. I did not realize that before doing this notes. I didn't realize they wrote it. Yeah, neither did I. It seems pretty seamless, yeah, I guess. But it's it's got like a certain something about it, too. Yeah, it it does have that um, Gareth kind of undertone. Gareth? Gareth from the British office. Gareth Edwards? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Here's some trivia. Because we're doing great, Scots. Okay. They had two sets of twin babies on the set. That way they could change them out whenever. Did you notice? No, I couldn't tell a difference. You think honestly. all babies look the same? <laughs> yeah. Actually, Rude. I do. One of the twins was actually Mary-Kate and Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> from Full House. Who was the other twin? You, uh, Lindsay Lohan from... Um, Parent Trap? Yeah. <laughs> It was it was Lindsay Lohan, British Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> Mary Kate and Ashley, and then the other one, <laughs> the the other the other Olson, Caitlin Olson. <laughs> one's name is Mary Kate and Ashley, and then we don't know the other one's name. So <laughs> yeah. it's like Holland Oates. <laughs> and there's some deleted scenes, way too many, honestly. I know there's only about three that were really good, but it was a, almost another episode length. Yeah, I thought two of them were good. We, so, so we have we have conflicts now. <laughs> no, one of them was. And I gotta tell you, sometimes we <laughs> don't agree. <laughs> we don't agree on everything. No, there was the one where uh, Kelly's holding the baby and trying oh, to get Ryan's yeah. attention, and then she's like, "Babies are so cute. I want one right away." And it's like, okay, but then it cuts to Ryan at the cutaway, and he says, "Babies are cute. You know what's not cute? That Kelly forgets to take her birth control pills on purpose." <laughs> Oh, no. That's not a good idea, Kelly. What was the deleted scene that you liked? Um, I liked the one with Jim and Pam where uh, Pam does the opposite prank that Jim does to her, mm-hmm. which is to get Andy to hang out with him, asking him all the stuff that he doesn't like. Yeah, which apparently includes White Russians and Chris Tucker movies, including Rush Hour. And Hard Cider. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's just that he doesn't like the combination of white russians and hard cider who does <laughs> no one yeah no hard cider i feel like that's a little bit it's a little harsh yeah uh those those were the two that i had so did you have a third one no okay well anyway we got two deleted scenes if you have the dvds check them out if not i think you'll live you'll probably live yeah so let's move on to the finer things club where we talk about the things we like so much in this episode what do you got 
Um, I just, a lot of the stuff that I wrote down is about Michael, mostly just quotes. I think, so one of the things I like that he said was, I'm going to institute some changes to make this more like prison. Yeah. Which, to me, this episode just really gets at the heart and the essence of why I like The Office. Originally, we started this podcast to kind of explore that idea. And then we forgot for a season or two. (laughs) Sometimes it comes back up, though, because, you know, especially when Michael mentions the American dream um, and how he's so offended that nobody understands that this is the American dream, but yet people think it's worse than prison. Capitalism, huh? It is. and, And, like, he just doesn't understand that. I don't know. So... Michael in this episode, in general, he's having a, an issue separating criminal records from race. <laughs> but one time early on, he says, when he finds out that the criminal reformed convict that they have is the person who merged that's black, he says, I wish they'd gone a more progressive choice. Yeah. Like a white guy who polluted a black guy's lake. But it's so funny is that his idea of progressivism is hiring the white convict. Because it would be racist to hire a black convict because that implies to him that all black people are criminals. So in his world, no black criminal could ever be hired because it would seem racist to to Michael. Yeah. (laughs) So so you would only you would like seek out a white person to hire instead to make sure. And like not only that, but seek out a white person who had wronged a black person to work (laughs) at your place. I know. I wrote that down, too. And then also just the idea that um, he calls Kevin racist. He says, because you think he's black. And Kevin's like, he is black. Well, and it's and it's not even that Kevin was guessing him. It's that Michael already listed the other two people. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, could it be Hannah? Andy? No. And then he's like, Martin? And he's like, racist. Like, even though... That was the only other person it could be. And he yeah. says, yeah, it's because you think he's black. But but that my other finer thing in related to that whole conversation is that Kevin, when they say it is Martin Nash, he goes, yes. And it's, <laughs> it's totally his gambling persona. Yeah. He's like so excited that he picked the right one. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. My finer things club category is really just surrounding that whole idea. I mean, I think it's a, such a callback to season one, Michael, because mm-hmm. there were so many moments where he's just really missing the mark on what, you know, what is going on. Yeah. Like, he's trying so hard, but is that enough? Probably not. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's probably not because it, yeah, it is, it, or maybe like Gay Witch Hunt or something. He's trying, yeah. he's trying so hard. He thinks he's like better. It's yeah. like the best Michael is when, and I think this is kind of, like from the British one too, is that he thinks that he's uh, like the trailblazer, like like that the, he's so progressive and yeah. nobody else can understand he needs his to make perspective. Sure. Like he's being so pretentious, mm-hmm. but he's being so ignorant at the same time. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite things in this episode is Dwight trying to coax Martin into stealing from him by just looking for a box with a ton of money sticking out of his back pocket and then like wagging his butt yeah. in Martin's face <laughs> while Martin just like looks away. <laughs> but he obviously knows what's going on immediately. Yeah, that that is really funny. Like Can he, you be cool? 
can you be cool? Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. He just thinks Dwight has an idea that people are criminals. They're just criminals. For they life. can't stop committing crimes. Yeah. Like, he is like insider trading, which he doesn't know yet, but he would also just grab cash or murder someone. Murder Meredith. <laughs> like, that's a deleted scene, but. <laughs> yeah. The one where I thought, I'm really glad they cut the scene where Martin murdered Meredith, though. Mm-hmm. But not just because I want Meredith to still be on the show and I don't like her being dead. And also, it's kind of racist of them. That's true. <laughs> and it was a little graphic for The Office. Yeah. It was like. Oh, okay, so they had a guest director, Quentin Tarantino, doing yeah. the Salida scene. Got it. <laughs> right, yeah. Guest um, writer, uh, Stephen Merchant, Ricky Gervais, and George R. R. Martin. <laughs> what else did you think was in the Finer Things Club? The most exclusive club in the office. Well, I only have one more, so do you have any? No. Okay. I don't know if I can pull this one off. Do this. Oh, that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> that's. I don't know if I can do this one justice, but it's when Andy leaves pam's desk after throwing all these terrible suggestions and then she's looking at jim suspicious and he spins in his chair somehow he like gets it started so he's not like moving his feet he just like uses the momentum to spin with his hand his fist is under his chin and he's not looking at her when he gets around to where his face is facing her then he really quickly darts his eyes up at her yeah and it's a adorable it is so cute and pam like in the next cutaway she's like wow wow (laughs) and you know she's not talking about andy she's talking about jim she just wants to date andy so much oh my gosh i wonder if we can find a gif or a possibly a gif (laughs) of jim doing that (laughs) i bet we could or possibly gim doing that gim (laughs) yeah gimothy (laughs) <laughs> games <laughs> games sounds weird can you call you jim okay great. yeah yeah oh, okay that'd be great um i don't know if you're gonna be opposed to this but the next um segment i'd love to do is called fashion show fashion show fashion show, show at, at lunch. lunch i'm not opposed um so there's two things i have for this category one is called pink baby <laughs> and the other one is called prison mike okay so pink baby is referring to the baby who's dressed in pink, but is a boy. That's we're doing kind of a combo crack open a cold open. Yeah, that isn't crack open a cold open. Let's do crack open a cold open and then we'll go straight into fashion show. So we Okay, can, great. So the cold open, Hannah brings in her baby. Uh Pam insults her terribly by saying By misgendering her. Yeah. I mean she assumed Pam. the baby's gender. Yeah. Although honestly, so did Hannah yeah exactly that's true i know and that's the thing like and also assumed his favorite color yeah which is pink how does a baby have a preference in color yeah and it's so it's like hannah's in this weird spot where it's like is she like more progressive or less progressive that's how it ties exactly into what michael's doing yeah yeah i mean but we know that michael's not really there right but Hannah is that weird version of like like women's rights, but also like really judgmental and bizarre. Like when she was breastfeeding at work or yeah. pumping at work. Yeah. And then she she brought in her baby. Yeah. As a side note. As a side note. And so what Michael does is he says, May I? Because he loves babies. He likes to hold them all the time. But in this case, he doesn't. She assumes that he's gonna hold the baby, but he instead crawls under the desk to narrate what the baby is doing a la 
Look who's talking. You know where milk comes from? Brass. <laughs> <laughs> this, and everyone leaves. He's still doing it. Yeah. Well, because everyone thought that he was going to hold the baby. Yeah, but that's not funny. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> How much would we be laughing if he had done that? I mean, this wasn't funny either, but it was so funny was to so watch him do it. Yeah. I just, I didn't really like this cold open. Um, maybe it's because I've never seen Look Who's Talking. I've only seen Look Who's Talking too. Oh, uh, well, I heard the original's better. Well, I've heard Look Who's Talking now has a dog that's talking. <laughs> now so uh, i'd probably enjoy that one the most if i were to watch another one of those movies (laughs) only dogs not babies it's creepy so yeah i guess the fashion choice really reflects i don't know it just seems powerful it's really going into what we're expecting in the episode it's a hipster baby yeah wearing a striped shirt that includes pink and then a pink hoodie and skinny jeans yeah (laughs) and earbuds (laughs) But the the wireless kind. Yeah, and a, and a mullet. <laughs> um, and then prison, we've got prison Mike. That's the only other fashion I have. It's just a purple bandana. That's really all it is. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> I think you've really cut to the core of that costume. <laughs> you could really be prison anybody with a purple bandana. Yeah, prison Addy. Yeah. Actually, I have a couple for... I bet you thought because I'm a, a boy, I wouldn't have noticed fashion. And this is your favorite segment, Nathan. I know that. Yeah. So Martin is wearing a bright blue shirt with a yellow tie, which I only noticed because it's like brighter than anything anyone has probably ever worn on The Office. Except maybe Andy, because Andy's tie is pretty oh, bright, too. that's true. Oh, well, I mean, just like the shirt. Oh, the shirt? Yeah. So Andy is wearing a shirt that is like graph paper. It's like the little squares. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's got a blue and yellow striped tie. Love the shirt. I don't like that tie. Yeah, the ties to like East Coast, like Vineyard Vines. Mm-hmm. So Dwight, I mentioned this a little bit before that he doesn't usually do this, but he's wearing like a dark jacket and like a more like greenish gray shirt, which is like nicer than you're used to Dwight looking. Yeah, it's definitely not a Dijon mustard no. color. No. And this is my last one, but I think it's the biggest one. Karen is wearing this shirt, this button-up shirt. But she's got, I wanted to say three, I think it's actually only two buttons, but they go pretty far down. Oh, I didn't even notice that. And it's so hot. No, but that's not why I bring it up. <laughs> the point is that Pam is also unbuttoning her shirt like the same amount, and I swear she doesn't normally do that. And I think it's because Karen showed up and Karen undoes one more button than her, and she's like, "Interesting." I gotta get mine. It's so funny because it's not like you see cleavage; it's just like a little bit closer to where boobs start. Yeah, but it's just like it's still just the you know the sternum, <laughs> whatever. But, well, uh, I mean, Angela probably thinks it's kind of slutty. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. But it's that uh, Pam. What what was that one where? Like new girl or whatever, Pam's putting on makeup or hot girl, hot girl. Oh, yeah, hot girl. Your favorite episode. <laughs> I was thinking of the show. No, yeah, hot girl. But you know what I mean? Like, she's yeah, a little yeah. competitive. She is a little competitive. I noticed her hair is looking a lot better too. Mm. And I think that it does have to do something with Jim and Karen. I mean, she's always trying to get eye contact in edgewise, you know, like mm-hmm. always trying to catch his eye and stuff. Yeah. It's pretty obvious. But actually, he she doesn't want him to look at her eyes, but rather her chest. Her 
her one more button unbuttoned. Breasts. Breast. You know where her milk comes from? Cast. She does. That's why. <laughs> that's why she pumps. Yeah. Um. How long can you make milk if you're a wet nurse? Question. <laughs> I think. If you want to put up a hipster you mean breast milk much, ice cream shop, how like, long could you keep that going before you your supply ran out? You mean how long do you um, lactate after you give birth? If you keep pumping, like on purpose. Oh well, my sister breastfed until she was two years old. Okay. So two years. But I mean, wet nurses back in the day—that's like what they would do. Like they would feed other people's babies. Like, I don't know. That's like because you know because proper people. Wow, I'm so glad I I have my laptop this time. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I always thought a wet nurse was like a nurse but with like liquor you know assort- yeah. assortment of liquor <laughs> like a wet bar <laughs> like uh you check into a ho- uh, hotel okay um so your wet nurse will be up to um give you any drinks that yeah. you desire your dry nurse will be here any moment she's just a regular nurse don't get too excited she has a medical degree oh this is a lot of information here um but basically it if yeah, it's just a long time. Yeah, forever, as long as there's a baby. Cool. I mean, eventually you'll die. Yeah. Um, you know when you when you describe someone as a registered something, it's almost always nurse or sex offender. <laughs> registered nurse or registered sex offender. I can't even think of anything else. You'd be like, oh, they're a registered driver, pilot. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's it's that like moment of tension before you say the next word that everyone's. <laughs> <laughs> hanging Register- yeah. we're interviewing for a registered nurse yeah <laughs> i just found out i was checking the neighborhood map and i've noticed that there's been a few registered nurses moving into the neighborhood <laughs> so that'll be great if anyone has an emergency <laughs> or needs to pump <laughs> no no they're just dry nurses okay uh just just damp nurses. What okay. about, we got to make sure YouTube comes down to film this where we talk about the documentary stylings of our diggity episode. Maybe this is part of the reason that I thought this episode was a little different. Like, I could see how Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant um, wrote it because there's a lot of, like, like, really quick zooming in and out and focusing on different people. And I know that does happen normally but this seemed like a little bit more i don't know it seemed a little bit more like british office to me well i have to say jeffrey blitz directed it not not them and actually it sounded like they weren't even on the set that much damn i just got schooled (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) sorry but do your research (laughs) no but but that's still um but that's a first time director so maybe you're just noticing their great style and this director would go on to direct uh, stress What's it called? Stress relief. Stress relief. And you know how crazy the camera is at the beginning yeah. of that episode. Yeah. So maybe yeah. you're seeing part of okay, his yeah. like quick camera. Yes, that's what it is. Saved it. Thank you. <laughs> um, there's a lot of looks, like we said, between Jim and Pam. Mm-hmm. We're capturing um, those. Yeah. You already mentioned the one between Pam and Jim after Andy was hitting on Pam. But same thing happens during the prison mic sketch. I guess you could call it <laughs> where experience. Pam is kind of looking <laughs> the prison mic experience <laughs> where Pam kind of looks over at Jim. That's a good one. So for the documentary stuff, when Michael locks them all in the conference room, 
mm-hmm. to teach them what it's like to be in prison. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> There's a camera in the room. gets locked in. Oh, yeah. Because it shows, like, Kevin pounding on the door. But then there's also at least one outside the room because it goes over and shows Toby. And Michael. Answering the call. And then it has them having their conversation, Toby and Michael. Oh, yeah. Toby answering the call. So I just kept thinking about those cameramen being separated. Yeah. And, why, and why? And wonder if they could have a visitation between the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about what their future might have been like had they not get gotten caught. Yeah. I'll wait for you. <laughs> until till michael opens the door <laughs> oh man yeah that's a good observation thank you and the last one i have is that when martin's leaving at the end they kind of follow him out and the cameraman follows him to the elevator and then doesn't get on the elevator with him like well goodbye martin and meredith comes off the elevator right yeah she doesn't even give him a like yeah oh meredith was coming back because of the deleted scene where she oh, was going to the tire shop yeah i didn't even put that together yeah because there's didn't a even say thanks for the ride no no martin gives meredith a ride to the tire shop so she can pick up her car and then there's a lot of deleted scenes about uh dwight and angela trying to stop her from getting murdered and then which i thought was a little overkill i'm glad they left that out i they there's no way they could have included that plot without like cutting half the episode out for no reason like it was yeah. it really wasn't that funny either it was more awkward it definitely gives you more of an idea of why martin would quit but yeah. you get enough of that in the episode. Yeah, for sure. yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's all I got for that. Should we do question? Yeah. Um, why would a reformed convict check? You know, the check they receive. Why would that require a conference call? Why couldn't they just email HR? And why did everyone have to know about it? Right. You know, like Angela could have just been like, "Hey, Michael, we got this check, and I don't know what it's for." Michael could have been like, all right, let me email HR. Yeah. Instead, it was, who was in there? Pam, Angela, Kevin. Why was Kevin in there? Because <laughs> he's an accountant. <laughs> the, both of the accountants, they probably noticed because Oscar's not there. Yeah. It's just, I didn't feel, and then, you know. And they don't tell them, they don't say who it's for. Yeah. Question. <laughs> no, I don't know. It could have been Tony Gardner. He just left. Yeah, that's true. So... You know, he did work there. So Kevin is racist. <laughs> that's that's what we learned. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a question, too. Go for it. Question. What happened? There was a little bit of a deleted scene, but in the in the show, how do you think it resolved this uh, Pam and Andy thing? It's never even oh. remotely mentioned again. Yeah. Um, like he just gave up immediately. That's a good question, because I don't think that he would be the type of person to give up. Uh, yeah, I thought he wears people down. Yeah, exactly. He's walked two marathons. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a good question. I don't have the answer to that. There's sometimes where the show does moments that people just let go really easily. And that might be just more realistic. But I think specifically about Pam and Michael at Diwali and this one, where it's like, how do you just go from that to being like, hey, no big up? deal? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, not that it doesn't have to be a big deal, but you have to like kind of know that in the future, like this person hit on me before. So it's not like we can't go straight back to just being no tension at all. But the show does. The show's yeah. like, no, no, no. They never, ever talked about it again. And, and also neither party cared. It wasn't like one of them was like, I guess I'll just not, you know. Yeah, that's interesting, especially with someone like Michael or Andy. You'd think that they would really take that personally if they got rejected. 
mm-hmm. and it would come up again. Well, and also you could just say, oh, well, maybe she was so uninterested. But how hard does Andy go after Angela when she is clearly not interested at yeah, all? Yeah, that's true. Like, I guess. Uh, and maybe Pam just said, okay, well, that was gr- a great song. Thank you. Um, Just let you know, Jim, like, told you everything that I don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But then it seems like he'd be even more motivated to figure it out. But he yeah. doesn't love Pam. He's just horny. Yeah, I know. And and feels the need to call Jim to tell him that. I don't ever want to hear the word horny on The Office again. Yeah, neither do I. I hope we never do. Or on The Off 5. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> okay. Me too. I got that beat button ready. Um. Okay. Hey, let's do second drink. Yeah, what are you drinking? You tell me. Oh, uh, it's the Upslope Brewing Company's 2019 Experimental India Pale Ale from Boulder, Colorado. Eight and a half percent. Oh, no. No, no. Six and a half. Okay, good. We're going to make it. <laughs> Some poor can printage. But the beer is good. Uh, This is a pyramid. It's an apricot ale. Do you say apricot or apricot? I say apricot. Made with real ape. <laughs> My sister says that all the time at, oh, really? at work. She's a server and... There's a dish they have. It's like apricot chicken or something. And she always drops it off. And she's like, enjoy your apricot chicken made with real ape. <laughs> and everyone just looks at her like, you're crazy. Is that from the office, though? Yeah. I mean, is that why she's saying it? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Should probably have her on the podcast, huh? So she can cra- drop that joke. That would be really... She would love that. Okay. Well, I don't know if anyone else would, but we'll see. Only one way to find out. <laughs> a poll on our Facebook group. <laughs> Should we have Addie's sister on the podcast? (laughs) We sound exactly the same, so you'd never know. Actually, if anything ever happens to me, you can just have her. Maybe you could just do both of your parts. (laughs) Like, we'll just overdub it. Yeah. We'll leave pauses so you can interrupt yourself. Jamie, what do you think? Well, I think blah, blah, blah. Do you sound the same? A lot of people, like, will recognize around town, they'll just recognize me. Or recognize Jamie and they'll be like, do you have a Are sister? Are you on the off five? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I wish. That would be so cool. Your voice sounds so familiar and soothing. Yeah. yeah. I listen to you when I make love to my husband. <laughs> that would be so disturbing. <laughs> uh, maybe we should make a special episode. You're a lucky girl. <laughs> <laughs> You're night in heaven. <laughs> Don't be scared for your night in heaven. <laughs> okay oh crack, god or what was that that wasn't crack open a that was second, second drink. drink let's do some references with kevin's chilies <laughs> there's a lot let's just run through them huh all right so there's a lot of people mentioned in one single speech where michael tries to for some reason prove that he trusts <laughs> random black celebrities more than anyone anyone else can name <laughs> <laughs> including jesus who wasn't white no by the way no um jonas salk a famous um, scientist who invented the polio vaccination. I trust him. <laughs> Me too. Actually, um, Jim doesn't end up going with that. He goes with... Justin Timberlake? Instead. <laughs> from Sync, or now, weirdly, just from Justin Timberlake fame. <laughs> just from JT. Don't you think he's more famous now as a solo artist? Oh, yeah. Than he, than I mean, is? and he's way like, more reputable, I would say. You know what? I didn't see a single It's Gonna Be May meme this uh april 30th god it's finally dead don't bring it up so we got danny glover (laughs) from lethal weapon and probably predator 2 
Yeah. Uh, Colin Powell. From the Bush administration. From uh, Iraq War t- 2. <laughs> from um, the movie Vice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Apollo Jesus. Creed. Oh, Jesus. Oh, he was, well, uh, Apollo Creed, Jesus, same thing. Same, yeah, basically trust them the same amount. They're both equally good at boxing. <laughs> uh, the the famous Six Flags. Did you, do you know what that is? It's an amusement park. I've never been to it. We didn't have one in Kansas. Uh, there was one in Dallas, but I wasn't sure what they meant by the ad. No, I wasn't either, but I was watching this episode with my roommates earlier and they were cracking up. So so if you put in Six Flag ad in YouTube, it auto-completes to old guy, probably from people that have watched The Office, because that's exactly how <laughs> yeah, they say it, right? Yeah, they do. All right, let's, let's play it here. Mr. Six's first commercial for Six Flags. Is this the ad or is this an ad before the ad? Oh, good question. This is a... Isn't it weird that ads play on YouTube, but also you can watch ads on YouTube? Yeah. Adception. Oh, it is old guy. Never seen this before. The tension's killing me. Me too. (laughs) He's dancing. Very much like Psy from uh, Gangnam Style, to be honest. Do you think old people really like Six Flags that much? That doesn't look like a real old guy. It's It's just some prosthetics. But do young guys in prosthetics really like Six Flags this much? <laughs> I'm guessing not. They'll be so sweaty. <laughs> and don't isn't it like a swimming place? It's like roller coasters. Well, there's lions. <laughs> Whatever. I rent, so. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Go to Six Flags. Next segment. Go to Six Flags. Oh, we got a song. The Rainbow Connection. <gasps> and Dementors. Uh, Dementors from Harry Potter. Movie. Look who's talking. I have different categories. So under food and drink, I have Macanudos, which are cigars. Oh, I never knew. But that. I didn't want to make a new, you know, bulletin that Sub said segment called tobacco cigars. products. Tobacco products. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I do like the song Rainbow Connection. I also, when I first watched this episode, I didn't know what Dementors meant because I had never read Harry Potter. You know what? I didn't know the Rainbow Connection. Oh, from Kermit. Yeah, I don't. The I, I must movie. I'm up. I must have seen it, <laughs> but I, I didn't didn't ring any bells. I thought it sounded like kind of an eerie song. I still think it's a weird melody. Yeah, I like it though. It's like really like somber. Yeah, it is until it gets to the end. But yeah. it's still it's got like a minor kind of. Like, it kind of is like key. a yeah John Lennon song. <laughs> is that everything? Yes, for that segment. Yes, the next segment we have is: Do you think the world is crawling with Phyllis's? Finally. Who do you want to talk about first? Uh, I should say that this segment is where we talk about characters. Yes, I just want to say about Kevin. This is the we're in the final days of his comb over. It's oh. so little hair combed over. Yeah, that it's pretty quickly to where he's about to just give up on it. But it's so it's it's just very thin across there. But it's you about know, four hairs or so. You always notice it, and I think some of our listeners will probably identify with this. If you watch The Office and then you're the type of person, which is this podcast is made for, you like watch The Office and you get to the end or whenever you decide to start over, you know, whenever your cutoff is and you start over and you watch again. Whenever I go back, I'm always like, man, Kevin has a lot of hair (laughs) because he loses a lot of it during the show. And I don't notice it because it's pretty gradual. But then when you go back, it's really obvious again. And then when he gets the toupee, you're like, whoa, he has a lot of hair. And then yeah. you're like, no, it's not real. 
rabbit's fur. I well, like the toupee. In prison, you could just eat your own hair. Maybe he did. Yeah, that's what happened to him. Maybe he was just trying it out. Um, all right, you do the next character. Start with the minor ones, I think. Okay. Um, so Angela is just really upset that there's a criminal in the office, and she says, right, protect the convicts at the expense of the general feeling of well-being in the office, especially coming from a 60-pound woman in a not well-lit area of the office. The annex? Wait. Yeah. No, they're not in the annex. No, she's in like the accounting They're area. just over in the corner. We can see them all the time. Yeah. I'm sure that the, the, you know, the documentary crew will catch up while she, you know, will be filming while she's murdered. Yeah, exactly. And we'll know who did it. Because they don't, they wouldn't Martin. interrupt something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah. Um, That's racist. Angela is, is um, she's so representative of the type of people that are just so scared of anything different or anybody who has a background that might be different from where she came from, you know? She's um, conservative <laughs> in some ways. In some ways, in yes. Ways. In some ways, like how she goes to the um, American Girl yeah. doll store to buy her clothes. But anyway, that's all I have about Angela. Just Well, I have one more thing. When they're talking about just moving on, not mentioning it. She doesn't want to. Yeah, everyone else is on board with that, but she won't. And it kind of shows why she and Dwight are so good together. Because completely separate from each other, yeah, they both react really strongly. And then, especially in the deleted scenes, they kind of like team up. They're like a team, even though you don't root for them because they're doing a terrible thing poorly. Not even like a cute for them. It's not. It has nothing to do with it. It's just like they're the only two people that care about it. Therefore, the only two people that's doing it. It's kind of like later on after they've broken up and, and they're the only two people that stay after everyone leaves early, you know? Yeah. Where it's just like, they have the same values in some ways. Yeah, they really do. That's a good point. They're both just actually kind of racist. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even care if you're some kind of havesy, though. Yeah, that's true. Just not actually the political correct term. <laughs> At least he can separate the race from the criminal record. Yeah. Whereas Michael can't really. Yeah, that's true. Michael's the one that brings in the racial card. Or Definitely. the racial, yeah, part of it. Who else do we have? Uh, Creed is trying to give a baby paper clips, <laughs> but he says that it's okay because he's got a lot of them. It's okay if the kid swallows them. So I forgot about that. I love that scene. Oh, that's okay. I've got tons of them. He, <laughs> but he kind of like made it. He made like a little chain. Yeah, so yikes. Good, good thing <laughs> Creed doesn't have kids anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they choked on a paper clip and died. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Andy is so horny so horny (laughs) oh no i think it's interesting the order he decides to go after the women in which is kelly then angela then pam but he calls kelly slutty says angela blondes have more fun yeah and he says that right well your eye kind of goes towards meredith because she's walking past him and he's like what about kelly and then meredith walks by him and he's like what about angela just skips over meredith Mm-hmm. He doesn't care that Kelly's dating someone. And I care why. And he sucks in this one. But interestingly, and I don't know if it's because of his personality mirroring or whatever, but he does call Pam, Pamela, a ding dong. I like that. Well, I wonder if he heard Michael say it. Yeah. Because we've only heard Michael say it one time, but 
you know Michael doesn't have a new one every day. Like, yeah. just because bam, we hear bam. new ones in the new, uh, you know, episodes because the writers want to come up with a new one. That doesn't mean Michael says a brand new one every day. Yeah, if he's saying one every time point. we see him, he's obviously saying a bunch of them a lot. Pamela Ding Dong. I mean, Mark Marin and WTF can't even come up with new. Hey, what the fers? <laughs> Pamalama. What yeah. the f- buddies? What the f- uh, what's? I don't know that. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> have fun editing all those out. <laughs> and uh, the other thing I've heard, Andy, is I had it on uh, subtitles, which I never do. When Jim asked Andy, "Can you sing in a falsetto voice?" and he sings something, I never knew what he was saying. Did you know what he says? Does he say like you can? I can do it, dude, or something like that? Yeah, pretty much. He says, "You know I can, my man." <laughs> You know I can my mind. Yeah, that was really funny because I never heard those words before. I thought he was like singing a part of a song I just hadn't heard. I know. I thought that at first too, but after this last rewatch, I tried to listen to what he was going to say. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. Um, oh, Andy. He tries so hard. They call him Ace. <laughs> they call him Buzz. <laughs> um, who else do we have? Oh, Prison Mike character i put him down as a separate character too <laughs> he says a lot of really funny things like yeah. biatch um which is really funny because everyone just reacts so strongly because he's like you wanna uh, what if i push you as well biatch every single person is, is like, like whoa. whoa come on <laughs> that was so good like nobody so thought good. it was funny like so even good. like andy and kevin and jim yeah. and of course dwight whoa, whoa like dwight's whoa. like usually pretty on board with them and even dwight like encourages him later yeah and angela says not to yeah <laughs> you um, would be da bella da ball he calls that too i love to, his like um to ryan to ryan which i don't know i always heard him say that to ryan da bella da ball yeah i've ne- and then he says don't drop the soap just so hacky but it's like the kissing that i never really like stuck in my head and i was like, so gross it's so bad <laughs> and he does it for such a long time it's like going into the next camera angle he's still you can still hear him doing it even though someone else has started talking and what does ryan say like okay can you please yeah, stop yeah. um i don't think you know what you're doing he also calls the internet the internet is where he learned all the stuff about prison Mike. In- the internet, internet. <laughs> you know he can't he keeps trying to add in i'm a speech therapist he keeps trying to add in these like speech impediments like dialectical differences where he like thinks it's like you kind of reduce it down so like when he's like he's like thank you tanks (laughs) but he says both like like you can obviously say th because you just said it tanks (laughs) or like what did you do prison mike i stole and i robbed and i kidnapped the president's son and i never got caught in either Jim is like, okay, well, you're in prison. So. Yeah, you're in prison. Though, so. <laughs> so, yeah, and the president's like, and all they eat there is gruel. It's just gruel sandwiches, gruel omelets, and you can eat your own hair. <laughs> or what was the other? Oh, yeah, he says, um, they're like, what do you what do you think about the Dementors? And he's like, it hoits. <laughs> it hoits. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't say R now. It hoits. Dementors, but then he says hoits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, good call. Yeah, he says R a bunch. It, it reminds me of this uh, Zach Galifianakis bit where he'd be like, he'd do all these characters, and he's like, this is a five-year-old with a beard. My beard hoits. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the same thing. <laughs> My beard hoits. 
yeah. oh my gosh it's so funny like he really goes into a prison mike uh yeah like with internet not from prison and prison half and half like <laughs> <laughs> like he researched it too from from no there's no movies in prison <laughs> yeah uh should we just go and talk into michael 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 yes so there's two things going on one is the the racism <laughs> and the other one is his like defensiveness the racism is just kind of there he doesn't really address it that's not what he learns anything about he thinks that he's like anti-racist but he keeps doing it throughout the entire episode where he keeps conflating being a criminal and being black so like when kevin's like that person he's like hey you're just saying that because you think he's black and then later on when he tells everyone he makes his big speech which should be better where he tells everyone that he trusts martin and he still keeps bringing up race even though there's no reason to do it you know he's like you probably don't trust martin because he's a criminal but tell me a white man and i'll show you a black man i I trust even more it's like in his mind being a criminal and being black are the same thing they're the same thing and it's just a matter of how positive you are about that connection yeah exactly (laughs) and he thinks he's really doing great because the connection is super strong and he's super positive (laughs) exactly it's one and the same but it doesn't matter because he yeah yeah so that's the one part of it the other part is he really is trying to get things to move on and trying to help until Martin starts describing how prison is potentially in some way better than Dunner Mifflin. And that's when Michael like turns on Martin and stops trying to help him. Yeah. And it's not even Martin who I don't think like brings it up intentionally. It's the other staff members are asking him about it. Yeah. And he just shares his experience. And then, other people draw the connection. Pam actually draws the first connection. Like, wow, it actually sounds like prison is better than this. And you know that they're all kind of joking. But mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about it, being institutionalized and being like a cog in the wheel of this like yeah. capitalist society is like the same thing. I mean, we're all just like, you know, bound to the system. Yeah. I think it would be beneficial for companies to say, your work environment should be at least as good as a you know, security prison. Yeah, and well, I don't think that's a crazy standard, especially like a a white collar crimes situation. Because yeah. obviously, it's going to be a lot. It does depend on the type of crime that you commit, or you know, like part of the country that you're in. But yeah, I mean, Martin served time for insider trading in Northeast Pennsylvania. Which would be different if than like, you know, an armed robbery in yeah, uh, I don't know San Francisco. And obviously, it's a comedy show, but the fact that he even like went to prison like for insider trading, which is a the FEC is like not that good at investigating people for things like that. So maybe I don't know, maybe race did play a part in it. That that's why yeah. he got put away. But but either way, you know, America has like the largest percentage of people in prison and it is like a whole industry right like the prison industrial complex is a thing and like i mean although there are situations where like prison is really bad like a huge percentage of our population is in prison Mm -hmm. and so um i don't know what i'm trying to say but i guess like having two hours and like outside and like classes it would be kind of cool well that is good but 
then the other issue is if you have that many people in prison, which we do, there's only two options. They're going to be in prison forever or they're going to have to get out of prison and work at places. And yeah. it shouldn't be that hard to like, yeah. there should be like better systems of reintegration in this like way that like even a poor Martin like had Josh hire him, you know, for mm-hmm. a little bit of incentive. But then when the branches merged, just like Tony and just later like Hannah, because of Michael, they don't have jobs anymore because they yeah. literally cannot work. And Oscar, too, even though he comes back. But they're yeah. like... Yeah, there's a whole background thing going on here. Well, and so in England, I think you have to get 70 minutes of prison. Or <laughs> you have If you're in prison, you have to get 70 minutes of outside time. You have to. And that's more than the average kid gets. Yeah. Now. So, like, you want to be outside, you're probably never going to get that time. Well, it's Unless like, you're in college. Yeah, true. <laughs> but, well, you know, until you're in days. prison, then you can have all the other times. Not all those stuff you want, but more than a kid would get. And, like, like you said, you have to either... I mean, there's two options. You stay in prison forever, or you have to have better ways of reintegration and, mm. like... One of those ways would be a less punitive system where, you know, you do get to take classes and learn stuff and mm-hmm. like, you know, um, and I guess it's like a double edged sword because then it creates an institutionalized like thing that is better than the workforce versus yeah. like, I don't know. It's just a weird. Very few companies care about you being able to better yourself while you're there. And exactly. It's not going to be profitable. Exactly. So like, to art classes or whatever. Question, what is Martin's job at Denver Mifflin? I guess he's an accountant. He sits over there with them. That's right, yeah. Okay, so he was an accountant. I guess that makes sense. For insider trading. Yeah. He took the so, business classes. He yeah. should have gone to art school, Martin. Followed yeah, Pam's should've. dreams. <laughs> he should have. <laughs> I mean, that's what Pam, she's like, wow. Yeah. But let's talk about another character now, Toby. Because he kind of points out to Michael... That they do get paid to be there, you know. And yeah. the other thing is that even though the capitalist system basically makes you a slave to working somewhere, that you, you can choice. leave. You, yeah. you don't have to work at Dunder Mifflin. Even even them, even though you do have to work to pay your rent, you don't have to work at Dunder Mifflin. You could right. go somewhere else. You could work a completely different job because it's not really like if you're an accountant, you could definitely work somewhere else. If you're a salesman, you could work somewhere else. None of their jobs are super paper company specific. So but even if you were, you still have other paper company options. You can work at Prince Family Paper for the next couple of years. Right. <laughs> for the, only until they close. Yeah. But yeah, I guess um, going back to my point, I don't think that prison is like, I don't want to say that prison is like a <laughs> pleasant experience for people, but I don't know that Dunder Mifflin is either. So I don't know. I mean, I've never experienced being in prison, so I don't know. Yeah. Martin seemed pretty positive on it. And yeah. I think Martin's real trouble was that he's too honest because yeah. even with everything else he did once michael did the prison mic thing i think if if martin had just kept his mouth shut and, and been said, like yeah all right, right. or like or they'd be like oh sorry you had to relive that he would have been like thanks instead of being like no seems like he learned this from movies and like that's it's true that was the straw yeah i mean it, it was for michael but i don't know martin might have already hit his limit Especially if you watch He's the probably scenes. Gonna he like leave worse like things that already happened. Being locked in the room probably didn't make that big of a difference compared to all the other things that happened that day. Yeah. 
But I think you're right. If he would have just been like, wow, you know so much about prison. Mm-hmm. How did you learn all that? Or wow. just not said anything. Yeah. just Because like, mm-hmm. he didn't have to like, he was just being honest all day. And yeah. Michael is asking him for it by asking him questions that mm-hmm. had answers he didn't want to. Like, but you didn't have a TV, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. By the way, their TV is just like so staticky. Yeah, and another um trivia thing that I read on the in- internet. Internet? Internet is that um that was actually the local weathercaster. Oh, okay. Instagram. Yeah. yeah so they like what the- they VHS it and send it there? Yeah, maybe. It's like a- they're in California affiliate of um nbc oh okay cool yeah a little free promotion for that i mean i don't know how much that helped him but <laughs> hopefully it's on man later on in like five years when people read about this on wikipedia and they find out that it was me i think we're gonna get a big boost in ratings <laughs> <laughs> well even on wikipedia it was like believed to be this newscaster and yeah, it's like because you can't see it because it's so yeah their tv is terrible so karen wants to help jim prank her new boyfriend and she's really eager but jim it doesn't want her to help him prank pam because I think that, that would be mean girls it would be and that's not cool he's pretty smooth about it and he realizes smooth, but he's like ah i'm gonna, I'm gonna prank it oh well actually you know i already did that so let's think of someone else even though he was just about to do it yeah like he just changed his mind clearly while they were talking yeah, interesting. And Karen was a little She's quick a li- to Pam. All right, good, good. Let's get her. She was a little quick. Yeah, she stole my button move. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a really odd situation because at first I thought the prank was kind of mean. Mm-hmm. To Andy or to no Pam? to Pam? Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't care about Andy. Yeah. <laughs> um, at this point, who could <laughs> exactly? <laughs> you know. I mean, Jim does say that Pam likes pranks, so I guess that's fine. But I thought it was like a little softer when in the deleted scenes, Pam does the same thing to Jim. Yeah, it's more equal. Yeah, it balances it out a little more. But just in general, you know, she's obviously pretty impressed by it and wants any kind of attention from Jim. She's impressed that he knew all the things about her. Yeah. Because he like stored all that stuff away. It's, it's the same thing as like the teapot or whatever. Like, yeah. Like, look how much he knows about her because yeah. he's able to just like rattle off all these things that are exactly the things she hates. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's still just a little weird. Mm-hmm. And it's made more weird by the fact that it's like obviously weird to him if Karen knows about it or participates in it. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. It's, cute yeah the look is cute but mm-hmm. i feel like they should just be together <laughs> right pam and did they ever consider that pam and jim the writers yeah it's weird because like i feel we're the only people that we're still shipping them <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're still like hey pam, pam and jim i know jim and like pam. jim and karen are happily married but i just wonder what could have been they could have had a daughter named Cece, like the pizza chain. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, is that it? Are we finally done? Pam's going to get together with Andy. and You never expect you're the murderer, but you're Andy, so you actually are the murderer. Actually, I do want to mention Michael's 2.5 pound weight. Two and a half pound. He's going for tone. Not bulk, which is a good look, but I don't know if two and a half pounds are going to do it. 
Yeah, and you know, actually, the office learned some lessons. Like, that they don't actually like outside time. <laughs> yeah, but in prison, it's always warm outside. Yeah, that's so. true. So, it's better. Yeah. You know that Martin, when they say, how was it? And he's like, not great. My room was barely bigger than Michael's office. <laughs> it was like the biggest office, you know? Yeah, I know. But like, what kind of cushy prison was that? You just slept there. Our time was our own. I'm like, it is? Like, I feel like even in the minimal ones, you're still like pretty strict time. Like, that's the one thing they have to control. Even like daycares and school, like everything is like pretty strict time. And like, except for your like sh- unstructured free time. Maybe I'm falling for, um, for his idea or his like reminiscing yeah. view on prison. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'll just have to try it to find out. Which is better, Dunner Mifflin or prison? Okay. What What do you think? Insider trading? No, I was thinking about trying to get kicked out of Chili's, but get kicked out, like yeah. kicked into the clink. Oh, man. I'm going to um, bootleg Dwight bobbleheads. <laughs> Try to sell them on. NBC.org. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but he, was- for real, he's not. Whoever's listening, he's not. <laughs> and Martin did call it the clink, too. Because I think it's, it was kind of funny because when Michael says it, it's supposed to be like, what an idiot. No one calls it the clink, but then Martin calls it the clink. Yeah. But it's like he's kind of kidding. What if Martin's just messing with him the whole time? Because He probably is. Because it's weird that nobody asks Martin any questions that are not objective, you know? Yeah. Like he says not great, but like, Martin, do you prefer prison to your life at Dunder Mifflin? I mean, Martin, do you have a family? <laughs> yeah exactly nobody's getting into any questions that would actually illustrate the difference between martin being in prison and martin being in dunder mifflin that's not really the the point is that everyone's just imagining themselves doing it no one really took the time to get to know martin no they didn't all the questions were not about him personally yeah and they didn't even ask if he got to keep the cash that he laundered or not you know yeah but that's just polite to ask that yeah it's uh i i bought a boat and I buried it at the end of a fence, and then I went to Zidwatanehu. <laughs> and then I bought an Xterra. <laughs> okay. What do we have left? The Dundies? I have a Dundee. Okay. I'm going to give my Dundee to Toby. Oh. Because he rescues everyone from being locked in the office, something that Hannah refuses to do. <laughs> just shushes them because yeah can you believe that she had her baby at work all day yeah Um, anyway this isn't about how bad hannah is she's the worst it's about how good toby (laughs) does he uh talks michael down one of the only times that michael really believes toby too yeah and he says that they're paid they have social lives they have parties and you know that's like to michael the number the only thing, thing toby could have said is like their boss is funny i'm sure the warden wasn't <laughs> funny you know but he wasn't gonna go that far but they do have parties there and i think even though you the time is your own in prison they probably don't have a lot of parties yeah which i feel like is just sad yeah it's like life is already a prison we Ex- can't have parties at prison well except for that time that johnny cash came to visit oh so Folsom. riot <laughs> yeah um i don't know who to give my dundee to honestly okay um, I know this might be breaking the rules, but could I give no Dundies out and then give two Dundies out the next time? Sure. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> Thank We're you. We're breaking all the rules. Because <laughs> I kind of wanted to give it to Toby, but then I don't want to like give him two Dundies. Yeah, he doesn't need two Dundies for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One conversation. It was one line. Yeah. So I'll just wait 
And don't worry, I'll give out that that Dundee that is just hanging in the air. I'll give it out. You don't want to give it to Hannah's baby <laughs> growing up wearing wearing whatever he he wants. Or they. Hannah doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And now let's do the rating. Okay. I, I know what I'm going to give it to. All right. Three, two, one. Beach, beach day. day. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm giving it beach day because like I said, it's a really great example of why I like The Office. And I think it's really cool to have like Michael back in his season one form, you know? Mm, yeah. But we know so much more about the characters now. That's true. So we're getting to see him not at all grown, but we get to see him in this new kind of, I don't know, post-merger life. Yeah. He has some good cringe moments and so and many good commentary. cringe mo- moments and some things to learn about, about capital life, capitalist system in America. Exactly. And about how pink and blue are defining gender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah do we want to ding pam for that one yeah no no because i mean if you did see a baby that was wearing blue yeah i would be like oh he's so cute well the funny thing is if you just said the baby's wearing pink yeah and you'd be like oh she's so cute and they'd be like it's a boy or whatever it's born male and then that's like one thing because it's like oh assigned you, male at birth you and then- took well it'll be like you you saw, thought just because of this color that that's their gender. But then when she says it's, it's his, his favorite, favorite color, favorite then you're color. like, oh, come on, Hannah. Yeah. That's what makes you turn on her. Like, exactly. she, she couldn't just be like, colors are colors, man. Like, yeah. You know. Exactly. It's the same thing like when she's pumping at work. It's like, yeah. instead of saying, hey, like, this is a space where I should be able to do this. She's like, take a picture to last longer or something right. like that. And you're just like, okay. And then he does. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. They always, like, write Hannah in this funny way that make you feel bad for her for a second, and then not. Yeah. She's got... She's in the right to have a baby. She's in the right to pet Rose, but she's a bad personality. She's I'm a sure really bad personality. The fact that she happens to have the moral high ground in some of these situations because she happened to have a baby, I'm sure she has that same moral high ground in every situation, regardless of whether or not she's yeah. deserving of it, because that's just her personality. You can tell right away. It's like, you know... Whatever it is. It, I bet she was like that when she was like a teenager and, you know, when she was in college. It's like sometimes she's right and sometimes she's wrong, but it's really she's just self-absorbed. And annoying. Yeah. All right. So. Hannah, bye. See you, Hannah. I know she'll be gone Pretty while soon. Michael's on vacation. Um, okay. Thanks so much for listening to the Off 5 Go to a Finer Things Club on Facebook. You can chat about the episode with other listeners. And we're going to have a poll there. Do you want Jamie on the off five? Oh, yeah. I guess we'll really do that. <laughs> and then we'll have the Instagram. <laughs> do we have any new reviews? Oh, I don't think so. But let me look. Did we get any new mail? No, we don't have any new reviews. So if you want to write us a review on iTunes, we'll be reading it next episode because the backlog is whatever it wasn't that big, but it's gone now. And just to you from me, Prison Nathan, <laughs> tanks. <laughs> tanks. We just, we learned all this stuff on the internet. 50 <laughs> 50. <laughs> Real life and internet. Tank.
I'm Googling how to get rid of hip hiccups. I just hold my breath. As I thought it was because your brain isn't getting enough air. Yeah, but it's like, it gets off. So I think, I think when you like hold your breath, it like forces your body to like. Okay, I'll hold my breath. Reassess. <laughs> oh my.